0: Welcome to Be Hero Fights. I'm Tom. I'm Brian.
1: I'm Danny. And I'm
0: Pat. And we are here to discuss or fuss over
1: two hotly debated highly related topics. So last week we had a great fight with some of our friends from the scene snobs uh, over what's the better show right now on Disney Plus and arguably the better show right now on TV between WandaVision and The Mandalorian. And it was a fantastic fight. Those guys are great. So go find them. Find the scene snobs. Listen to what they have normally. But it was a great episode to so go back this last week and wa- listen to what we had to say. And if you guys have not watched that season finale of Wandavision, oh my lord, it was so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, and it was, you know, it was a fantastic fight. Um, it's it's no secret here that I'm not the biggest uh, Star Wars fan, um, but. Uh, so, so I, you know, I was happy when WandaVision won, but it, it was it was a really really good fight. Um, and I, you know, I do like both shows. I do have all the respect in the world for uh, for the Mandalorian and oh, yeah. WandaVision. Yeah, this whew, finale is incredible. So, oh yeah,
1: and I I love all, everything that is comic books and Star Wars. So, I it was a hard fight for me either which way. Yeah. But with that being said, why don't you guys let us know what your thoughts were? Uh, Reach out to us on our social medias and tell us in the comments. You can tell us right here on our YouTube, either under that episode or this one. Or you can tell us up on our social medias at Facebook.com slash BeHeroMedia or Instagram.com slash BeHeroMedia. On Twitter at BeHeroFights and everything that is BeHero at BeHeroMedia.com, including our uh, blogs and everything else that we do, including our review of the WandaVision finale. That's right. And merchandise is coming out
0: soon. I wanted to showcase Danny's very hard work.
2: Well, Brian designed it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It was but, all me. But, <laughs> but, Dan, but Danny made it. Yeah. She, she brought the design to, to life. That's right.
1: So, uh, golf clap row class for Danny. Yes. Thanks, guys.
0: <laughs> uh, a couple comments, though. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know. Kind of housekeeping, clean up. Uh, we, we forgot some, some things last time. So uh, first of all, Mel uh, commenting on the console versus PC debate, weighing in on that. Uh, she said, I'm not much of a gamer myself, but both sides have great arguments. I feel the ruling was the best, uh, though I personally would probably go for PC due to lack of coordination. LOL. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, thanks for the thoughts. I'm glad that you agree with uh, the judge's ruling. Um, you know, I, I felt... Very happy for winning. So, <laughs> one of the few times Brian let me win, right?
1: <laughs> uh, I, I play both all the time, like I mentioned on that episode. And having coordination isn't like a huge thing for the console, relative to the PC. In fact, I think depending on what the game is, you have to have better coordination on the PC version than the console version. Unless you're playing real-time strategies like Age of Empires. Yeah, it's yes. point and click, and you know, th- they can go that way. Or you know, Tom's favorite game, Oregon Trail. Um <laughs> <laughs> I've died so many times. <laughs> Always from diphtheria. <death> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for the next one we have one from another podcast friend of ours, uh Red, Red Rambling. Bug life Bugs Life is so fun. Heimlich, The Caterpillar, is hilarious, which is a uh, reference to the episode we have a while back before our YouTube days of A Bug's Life vs. Three Amigos. That's right. We did a, we recently showcased
0: that for a throw, Throwback Thursday episode. And yep. so uh, they listened and that was their comment. And yeah, Bug's Life is such a fun show.
1: Yes. I still have no memory of it.
0: Brian is such a sour... <laughs> God.
1: <laughs> swear. But with all that being said, we have another great episode here for you. Now, let me ask you guys a question. How many of you guys would love to get into the world of acting? Right? The world of acting is a fantastic world to be in. I myself have done some acting. Uh, You know, don't let this face fool you. I've actually done (laughs) acting. Um, And, you know, with the wrestling thing, I have to do acting a lot uh, with the things I do. So, the question I have for you is as an actor, as a brand new actor, in fact. Where would you prefer to get your first role or any role at? Would it be better to be on the big screen with all the lights and everything? People, when we are able to go back to theaters, see you in a theater and everything else? Or is it better right now to be on the small screen, to be on a TV show, to be able to have something episodic and everything else go that way? So that's our episode this week. As an actor, which is better, the small screen or the big screen?
0: Especially, yeah, exactly, and especially with today's landscape that is that is changing so rapidly, and to help us today, we have an extra special guest. Please welcome
1: Nicholas Rice. How you doing, Nick?
2: Doing well, guys. Thank you for letting me have. Or thank you for getting me on here. This is <laughs>
1: awesome. Well, thanks for joining us on your busy schedule. Uh, we know as an actor yourself that you're all over the place doing things constantly. So thanks for spe- uh, giving us the time.
0: And not just an actor, but a screenwriter it. as well.
1: Yeah.
2: I am. I am. Yeah. I've been acting for about three years, and I just wrote my first feature film, which is going to be. Uh, from what I hear from my producers, it's just going to be more of a franchisable thing. So it's going to be about three movies and then turns into a TV show after that.
1: Awesome. That's very incredible. cool. So you're kind of covering both bases for us.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying.
1: Right on. Uh, all right, Nick. So what we're going to have you do is you'll be our special guest judge. So myself and Tom will be fighting. And these two uh, hooligans here on the ends will be just adding in random comments and whatever they think is funny. So, <laughs> um,
0: and, you know, while we are debating, uh, you are always welcome, of course, to ask any questions to help prompt the debate or to help clarify any of the <clears throat> points. Uh,
1: so definitely feel free to, to intervene at any point. Yeah. So uh, we'll start it off like we've been doing recently on, on our new format. So we'll do our round one uh, where we will explain both ends and just give our opening statements. And then our round two is we'll rebuttal each other um, and maybe throw a couple of punches or whatever. Um, and then we'll do our final thoughts, which will be the final round. That's right. All right. So, Senor Tom, what would you like to fight for?
0: You know, um, I think I've, I've kind of flip-flopped on, on this quite a bit, but I'm, I think I'm going to go with my bread and butter. I think I'm going to say acting for, for the big screen, for, for movies, theatrical releases. I think that's
1: where I would like mm-hmm. to be. Good choice. It's the wrong one, but good choice. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so, <clears throat> let's go ahead and get this started off. Tom, why don't you start us off at round one
0: fight? All right, round one. So here's the thing: um, acting for the big screen, acting for movies, I think is definitely the place to be. You have <clears throat> when it comes to movies versus television. There's there's no I mean, I guess in this day and age, there's very few superstars in any field anymore. But uh, when you think of superstars, really superstars only come from two places, Uh, either like rock, you know, music, music superstars, or uh, we're thinking superstars like Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, people that are cinematic titans uh, acting for movies. Now, yes, they have been in TV shows, but... They are film actors. They are classic film actors. And so when I think about that, when I think about the people that are the most influential that have had the biggest uh, impact on, on my life as, uh, you know, someone that that really draws so much inspiration from storytelling, uh, I am inspired the most by by actors for movies. I think that they are able to do so much more in so much less time. And I think that is wildly underappreciated in today's landscape of,
1: of binging series. Well, uh, going against that, of course is the small screen. And with the small screen, though, you may not have, uh, the budget put into it and everything else that you do it on a big screen movie on the small screen, you will have something special because you'll have the ability of having an intermittent, uh, in, not intermittent, uh, a one-to-one kind of with the fans that you're speaking with on that episode. Not to mention you're able to expand on that story you're trying to tell over multiple episodes instead of the two to two and a half hours you may have in a movie. Or, you know, if you're lucky, have multiple movies to do that same story in. Uh, With the small screen, they're able to do more direct character and storytelling because they don't have to worry about all of that big budget end of things. Not to mention you don't have to worry about as much with the marketing and everything else. The small screen is where every good actor should build their chops to start with, to get everything in there. You look at people now that are in the small screen, like, say, Stephen Amell from Arrow or uh, so many more that are out there right now, that's the reason you know who they are is because of the small screen. If Stephen ML would have done movies pre-Arrow, uh, there's no way you would have known who he was because you weren't be able to see the range he was able to create in those, in the series. So, that's that's the opening salvo. I mean, these are pretty quick and easy to do. So,
0: <laughs> pretty pretty straightforward points. Yeah, um.
2: round two, fight.
0: All right, Nick, do you have any thoughts or questions before we yeah, start duking it out? Yeah, I've got
2: up? all kinds of questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so when it comes to the movie side, and this is just a question, uh, are, are you speaking more as an observer or do you want to give a point of more as like an actor? So, uh, and, and also the point is, are you thinking of just the story arc, how a story is told, or are you thinking of like the actor and his work? like what's best for the actor or what's best for the customer. You know what I mean? Uh, so on the, on the movie side, what kind of point can you give me to what's best compared to the TV side on all aspects, like on the observer side and on the actor side when it comes to him working. So give, give me something that's going to be um, better than the TV side.
0: Okay. Um, if, so I'm I'm not an actor, um, <laughs> but you know, it, it was a dream of mine. I uh, I do dabble in screenwriting, but I'm not a screenwriter. Um, I think as an actor, you know, or or any entertainer, like y- you want to connect with people. I think movies are able to to build that connection and showcase your finest work much better than TV shows. TV shows so often have filler episodes and things where you're, you know, written in and out. Uh, a movie is where you can really showcase your your purest most specialized work as an entertainer, as someone Uh, That is connecting with not just your yourself and the story, but also with the character that you're trying to portray and how you want the audience to feel about that character because of what you are doing. I think when it when it comes to television, a lot of television actors really tend to get pigeonholed. Um, You know, there, there are some very famous, wonderful actors. Um, that that come from television, and if I you know if I think about probably the most influential ones uh, like Nathan Fillion, even Rosario Dawson, very recently with her work on the Marvel Netflix and now uh, the Mandalorian, um, like wh- where else can we find them? Like they're huge in the pop culture, geeky, nerdy realm of things, but they're you still can't put them you know toe to toe with with Leonardo DiCaprio, I keep coming back to that. But like uh, even Keanu Reeves and Keanu Reeves, is, you know, most big actors. I feel like when you start and and when movies are your focus, you have a bigger landscape, a bigger bigger arena to play in because you can go do television work, uh, but you can also do movies. Um, and I think all too often with television acting, you get pigeonholed there, and then you kind of. it's a lot easier to get stuck and then you know not only that but you're playing the same character for for years sometimes your entire career and you don't get to really truly broaden uh, your abilities and your skill set and or not even just broaden but prove your skill set with other characters Vin Diesel (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: okay so what's your all time favorite movie like one you can watch over and over and over again like you literally get done watching it you hit well, I, I almost said hit rewind. Sorry, that's my age coming. Uh, no, I get it. You start it. I understand it over rewind. and you watch it again. So tell me your all-time favorite movie.
0: Um, that's really hard. I actually, I, I wouldn't say that I have an all-time favorite movie. That you know, there, there are some favorites. Um, you know, I would say, uh, I'm a huge horror fan. Evil Dead Two okay. is is okay. is Probably one of the movies I've seen more than anything. Um, Evil Dead Two, Anchorman One, those those are probably two that I can just watch over and over and over. <laughs> um, but I, like I also, you know, I watch a lot of forum films. I walked out
2: of Anchorman One. Like I literally paid for it and walked out. I I, I was so bored. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Movie. <laughs> I
1: can't I, stand Will Ferrell as a lead. I, look, I totally I, understand <laughs> that. and That's fine. I like
2: Will Ferrell in, in Elf, but for for that character he was playing in Anchorman. <laughs> I was done. I was like, This is too stupid. I,
0: you know, okay. I under, I totally get that. Um, <laughs> I, I think a lot of the the best cinematic works recently though have come out of uh, you know foreign films. Uh, you know, m- most recently uh, that just comes to mind, uh, Parasite, Korean film, uh, absolutely oh, yeah. phenomenal. The what they did uh, with. Again, like what the story that you can tell in two hours when you're just like you're focused on these characters and focus on making everything tie together and make sense. You're not trying to sell this like huge extended thing. You're not trying to serialize something. You're just trying to tell a concise, interesting story. I think foreign films have like been the best place to find that. And again, they're, they're still films. They're theatrical release. I think that's where you get the best storytelling and that's where actors can have like just the most creative interesting arcs.
2: Okay, all right. So the last question to you is uh since you're arguing the movie side, um try to see both sides of it. So what is your all-time or maybe even your most recent favorite TV show?
0: Most recent favorite TV show. I mean, um I forced myself to watch Mandalorian season 2. <laughs> um, I like WandaVision better.
2: <laughs> okay, no, I, I love WandaVision. I love right. WandaVision. So. Yeah,
0: I, I love WandaVision. I think, I, so I don't watch a lot of TV. I have a really hard time following serials, and like, unless it's like, you know, an, an anime, like uh, F- Futurama, you know, the, the 20 minute okay. animated okay. comedies. I'm a big fan of that. As far as, you know, more dramatic things, um, outside of WandaVision, I think the only other TV show that, like, I was really impressed by in probably the last 10 years was the boys uh, on Amazon.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's, that's more reality TV show. So that's, that's a totally different aspect. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the,
0: the, that's not reality TV. Well,
2: it,
1: it, y- depending it's more the first reality. Season. Like it's more oh, based on yeah. like yeah. reality. Okay. Yeah, I see what yeah. you're saying. I was like, uh, so not the- <laughs> it,
2: it, but it's not like, you know, script written TV <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. You know
1: what well, it's, so. It, so, it still counts. It yeah, still counts. Yeah. as being okay. yeah. it, it, it still counts. It's especially the way that they focus aspects of it. And I mean, Carl voice.
0: Urban's character is just yeah. incredible.
1: But, around.
0: Well, uh, so, all
2: right, moving on to your your side, the yep. TV side. I want you to give me some specifics on why it would be better for an actor. Um, I think you've already explained how it could be better for the observer. So, how how is it better for the actor on the TV side?
1: Well. In the TV, one you get to build your chops um, on TV. Depending on what you are, if you're the lead as on the episode, the whole show and all of that series runs off of your back. So it shows how good you can create a show. Um, going back to like Wandavision, which is a great show right now, <clears throat> Elizabeth Olsen is destroying it right now because of or in showing off the acting chops that she has and where she can go and not only tell. Story she's trying to tell, but do it in a theme or template of the style of TV that is for that episode from like Dick Van Dyke, I Love Lucy, uh, The Brady Bunch, Partridge Family, whatever that theme or aspect is that they're trying to do. She changes her things just slightly because of that. You can do that with TV. You could not tell the WandaVision story in the same way in a movie because there's just not enough time. Uh, Like, give you another example. Justice League, right? The Justice League movie, which we all know how we all feel about the Justice League movie, (laughs) uh, which they're about to come out with a four-hour-long one because you need that much time to tell a fantastically done story like the Justice League movie. That's almost running as a TV series at that point. If you split that off into uh, half-hour-long episodes – of the tv series that's a relative uh, limited series run of an episode or a, a tv series being done right now and that's kind of the story you need to tell with a story like that they're doing the lords of the ring right now for uh prime in fact that uh when we're recording this they just announced um the uh what they call it the one ring i think it's what it's called the uh, name of the ep or the series or series on prime because that kind of story needs to be told over a long period of time for that and as an actor you get that opportunity to be that person to shape that role nobody knew who uh wanda maximoff was right nobody could frame wanda maximoff in their head and now they have an idea looking at the comics and everything else they will see that you look at uh mark hamill on an animated series right doing uh the joker you read a comic book right now with the Joker, and at least I do, the voice I hear in my head when I'm reading the lines for the Joker is always Mark Hamill. And as an actor, you have that ability to be that person, to <coughs> have that as an aspect where in the movie, you might not get that. You might only get, let's uh, say, a two and a half hour long movie with being the lead. You might get two thirds of that and maybe not all of that's monologue. So you're not going to get all of that in an, a movie Uh, Where you're able to express that as well there are movies that do like you look at uh, Orson Welles Citizen Kane and he has such great range and everything else he's able to do in that but that's Citizen Kane that's not every movie (laughs) but where did Mark Hamill start Star Wars. Right. Mark
0: Hamill started <laughs> acting for movies. And yes. so because he started acting for movies, it kept that door open for him. So he could go do some television and work for, you know, B- Batman, the animated series. Um, but he always was able to maintain an, that and and stay as an actor for movies. And again, so often, if if you are an actor and you start in film, it is incredibly rare and incredibly difficult for them to break into larger cinema. I would I would dare say like it's it's similar to like a YouTube star trying to become an an actor for TV you know like that that trend, I am like, taking roles tra- by the
1: way if you guys want I am taking roles <laughs> we'll send you our headshots
0: <laughs> uh, like the transition from like a YouTube star to a television star is is going to be as difficult and as uncommon as it is to go from uh, television to to the big screen, right? To to movies. However, if you start in movies, look at Will Smith. Will Smith has been in TV shows. Yep. Will Smith was in movies. Will Smith has his own YouTube channel. He has a podcast. Like because he like really found his footing in movies, pretty sure he has movies before Fresh
2: I'm sorry, Prince of I, gotta, Bel- I nope. gotta interrupt you. He did not get his start in movies. No, he, he got his start in get Fresh his Prince. Start in movies. His start was Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And that's where he got his start in movies because of The Fresh <laughs> Prince. We went six seasons, I think like 150 episodes. And so, yeah, that's... Okay, yep. so that negates yeah, that. Bad example, but bad example. That is a bad example. <laughs> but there <laughs>
0: but there are other actors that start it like, you know, he, he's not the only one that's also popular on YouTube that has been in, in all three, right? And, and that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, it is a lot more common for someone to start in in movies and and be able to transverse to, to the other mediums it's a lot easier to transverse backwards i guess than i, I don't really know how to articulate that yeah I, I,
1: I can see what you're saying like it's easier to start in a movie to get a big role in a movie and then to get a tv show or be on tv because of that but similarly if you make a bad movie where do a lot of great actors go after a bad movie say matthew mcconaughey had a bad movie what's he do goes and makes True Detective and gets a great resurgence in his career, right? (laughs) And that's because of TV. You have that ability to express all the greatness that is you as an actor, your chops and everything else, because TV gives you that room, that ability to do so. And Matthew McConaughey was able to get a resurgence in his career because of True Detective.
2: Okay, question time. Uh, On the movie side, Name me one big name actor who has only done movies.
0: <laughs> has only done movies.
2: Only done movies. You know him or her. Um You should have done your research, sir. I, I should <laughs> I've got like four
1: in the top of my head right now. I Clearly you don't follow. Uh, Okay,
2: okay, T V side. If you know the the answer, go ahead and spout it.
1: Uh Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise has not yet done a TV uh, all anywhere. Tom
2: Cruise, what's another big one?
1: ahead. the other one? I don't. I, <laughs> I can everyone, give you a motion. Uh,
2: uh, yeah. yeah.
1: So Rocky. Uh, oh, uh, Stallone. Stallone. Yes,
2: Rocky. Sylvester Stallone. He he has done no TV shows. Nope. He may have had appearances, but he's a movie guy.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: Now, if you look at the other side, TV, name one star who's never done a movie but only TV shows that everybody would know. <laughs> Come on. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll say it All for right. you because it looks like you guys are. Um, you know a guy named David Boreanaz. He played Angel and Buffy. He played no, Angel. David Boreanaz. Angel. Uh, David Boreanaz yeah. did
1: have actually a movie. Uh, he was in um, Oh uh, <clears throat> the Crow. He was in the third Crow. He's the bad guy.
2: Okay, so well, I didn't even know that because the only thing I know him for is his basically three main TV shows that he has on CBS. Yeah. Uh so yeah, he was a uh, team, he's got Bones and he's got uh, Angel as angel main three
1: leads. Yep, and then he was on Buffy, which is where the Angel spend off from. Um by the way, do you
2: know how much he made per episode in Bones? The-
1: 250,000
2: per episode. Wow. Weesh. They shoot 8 days per episode. That translates to $32,000 a day. Dang. Wow. That That's in Bones. That's not including his lead in Seal Team right now, or what he made in <coughs> Angel. Oh yeah. And so, and and that was his contract. And so, Bones
1: was long, and, wasn't it? Yeah, Bones went like, six seasons. S-
2: no, ten. Bones went like was, sixteen seasons. It was, was, it was a long, long time. It was I didn't think it was that it was, many. It was, it was, it was like long. Ten. It was like NCIS. It was like yeah. never ending. So yeah, it's if you can get a TV show as an actor, like as a working actor, mm-hmm. and you get that lead, like what we call a series regular lead. Man, they throw money at you. Oh yeah. It's it's a ton of money. My uh my acting coach, his name is Glenn Moore shower He's actually a series reg on the resident right now. And he I think makes about fifty thousand an episode. And he's not the highest, like he's not the lead series reg. So fifty thousand for eight days is still pretty good money. Right. <laughs> it's so I mean, but they just like if you're a series reg, man, they'll just throw money at you for a national television network show. It's it's absolutely incredible. But if you translate it to a movie, uh like I actually reached out to David for one of the lead roles in my movie and I offered him 350,000 for 20 days of shooting. So 20 days of shooting for 350,000 is actually it's about 20,000 per day. So I actually got him for a lot cheaper rate and they did agree to that. Oh, nice. Um I'll do it for, half. Cheaper rate. <laughs> 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 yeah, it for half. Yeah. Well, the reason why you go after somebody like David is because he's got the name. He, mm-hmm. he sells. People know him. Yep. They may not know his name because I actually had to research his name, but I knew his face. Yeah, Like, I know this guy. Oh, that was Angel. Oh, that was the guy in Bones. I forget his name in Bones, but, you know. hey uh, Bones. Booth. <laughs> yep. booth, thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, it it, it it all depends on the stature of the movie. Like, my movie budget is probably around $10 million. And, we were offer- and he, his character would have been a main lead character. And so that would have been $350,000 that we would offer him. Now, we're also going after Dave Bautista.
1: Nice.
2: And he's a movie actor. I haven't mm. seen him probably in any TV shows. But his average cost is between 800000 and $1.5 million for around 20 days of shooting. So it, it it just depends. And if I had to say on what side as an actor I wouldn't be on so I can keep working, uh, it would be TV
1: yeah like you'll get
2: the exposure yeah everything's going tv now because you know all the marvel stuff is going tv they're stopping doing but they're going to continue doing movies but right now they're popping out tv shows yep because people are at home binge watching the crap out of their tv
1: <laughs>
2: you know so movies are great i love movies one of my favorite recent movies was uh the old guard
1: oh yeah that was so good that was
2: great man so good I didn't. It like was. It. And it, it, I think it was like one of the highest-rated movies on Netflix. I think yeah. like seven million views within the opening weekend. I don't, Based off a of comic book. That's. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So go ahead. I, I want to hear on the movie side because you're losing right now, bro. <laughs> on the movie side, I want to hear like you got to convince me why it would be better for me to go movie, and I, I have the answer in my head. You got to say it. Uh, <laughs> why it, it would be better as a actor or as an actor to go movie only compared to if I was offered a series reg on a national television show.
0: All right. So I, I don't know if, if this is the answer that you're looking for, but this is kind of <laughs> something that I've been kind of thinking about how, like it, it is kind of, Hard to articulate this properly just because of the current landscape. Uh, You know, a lot of films have been shut down and like, you know, film festivals aren't even as as big anymore. But I I will say, you know, from from the way things are looking, it looks like hopefully we're going to start bouncing back from COVID in the next year or so here. Um, Here's the thing. Like. TV there are tv shows that that launch careers and 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 bring you know actors and send them into movies and everything you know game of thrones created a lot of of big actors for movies for sure uh, as well right um but i think that that's gonna that's gonna be more common in in big thematic huge money-making franchises like game of thrones uh you're not getting like you know (laughs) i i guess you know how i met your mother had uh what's it uh I'm horrible with names, but like, uh, like are you talking w- about Neil you, Patrick Harris? Yes, yeah, when, when like mo- most of your typical like cheap sitcoms, like they're they're not creating any Titans uh memorable actors. Um oh, You know, Neil oh, Patrick what, Harris
2: was a lead of his own argument. show, right? That's a bad argument. I'm yeah. just saying, Neil
1: Patrick Harris was a, like a lead of his own show when he was 14.
2: I, I know that
1: I'm just say, I'm just saying like the
0: type of show, like how I met your mother, like these sitcoms. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Look, the po- here, here, here's the point that I want to get at. Shush. <laughs> um, there, you know, I, I talked about foreign films doing wonderful things for storytelling and, and everything like that. There are with all of the film festivals, there are a lot of incredibly talented actors and directors that are going to have a lot of opportunities to get their foot in the door through film through tv it's going to be a lot easier there's going to be a lot more opportunities than having to go through a network manager you like if you can go through the independent circuit that's going to be a great way to get your your foot in the door and if you can bust your ass and you can prove it and build an incredibly well done character there you can keep all the doors open which was my original argument if you can get the big door open I think the independent circuit is going to be a good place to start. It's going to be a fantastic way. Like, I don't know one one of my favorite, uh, comedy horror movies is uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil, right? Oh, yeah. Like, so good. just incredibly well done story. And that again, went through the independent circuit, right? Like, I think that's a great place for you to, to get your big break, uh, w- again, without getting pigeonholed
2: okay okay i want to give you that one that one actually was a good point it wasn't what i was thinking of you, you you but you were in the beginning of what i was thinking of uh actually the way movies are going right now when it comes to movies getting picked up because people are starving for content uh production companies are starving for people or new stories to put out there because everything's kind of been put on hold uh because of what's been going on around this uh so No movie around, you know, five to 10 million. That's, that's the lowest they're going when or the highest they're going on the budget when it comes to picking up movies. All right. And so if you have something that can be shot for them, you have a good story. You actually have more potential right now. Instead of going to independent circuit, you could actually get picked up by a major uh, production studio. If you have the right pitch deck and if you have the right story that they want to do, you can actually do that. And that's actually more of an opportunity now than it was uh, two years ago. Uh, But The answer I was going for... I'm going to give it to you. Uh, The answer that I was going for was actually if an actor was offered a multi-movie contract. Because that means I'm working for the next 10 to 20 years. Yeah. And I'm going to be making money off those movies as they come out. Not just off the box office, but for the rest of my career, I'm making money off these movies.
0: Yeah, and I would say like going along with that as well, like a multi-movie contract to me is better than a multi-season contract because... It takes less time to make a two-hour movie than it does to (laughs) to make a twenty-episode season for a show, right? So, uh, and that's That's one way actors tend to get pigeonholed into television because they have to spend so much time. Uh, Whereas with the movie, they, you know, they, they, Chris, you know, Chris Evans was still making, has still been making other really fantastic movies, been been a big actor in other movies while being Captain America.
1: Yeah, this is true. But then you have somebody who, like, Shailene Woodley. Who works in a multi-movie deal of Divergent, and that just trashed, and did not go anywhere, and that hasn't done anything for her career. In fact, that's probably ruined her career.
2: She's marrying Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> She's gotten I know very far. Well, but yeah, <laughs> I was a fan of him.
1: But they didn't do anything to help her career. In fact, uh, it's said that the scene that they she had in the Spider-Man 2, uh, Amazing Spider-Man movie where she was going to be playing MJ, was taken away because there was so much trash on the Divergent movies that they, Sony didn't want to put her in it. They cut her scene from that movie. Yeah.
2: Wow.
1: So that you have that option for a multi-movie deal. But if that multi-mo- multi-movie is good. Garbage, then it gets ruined. Or you could be like Kristen Stewart uh, for the multi movie deal that they were going to try and give her to do originally for the Snow White and the Sleeping or the not Snow White uh, Snow White and the Huntsman um, that they did, and they ended up dropping her on the second movie. They ended the, it broke the contract, dropped her completely because they didn't like the way she acted, and now she's a huge star again because yeah. of uh, her own right and working independent stuff. Um, so having a multi-movie deal as great as it would be isn't all it's about to be But you can go and try to get a multi-season show and continue to try and get multi-season shows Look at Nathan Fillion who is constantly working in TV and multi-season shows as the lead From Firefly to Fastlane to uh, what was the one where he was the writer? uh the right the one that he was the writer and then uh the one he's right now the rookie they're all multi-season shows he's constantly working and he's a good voice actor actor.
2: like one of my favorite tv shows yeah (laughs) but it's because he's castle
1: that's the one i was thinking of
2: yeah 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 um rookie's favorite because he's in it like that's i don't watch it for anybody else i don't even know anybody else in that show i recognize a few people but i watch it because it's nathan Fillion. Dang it. that's right because he's like the voice of green lantern i mean i and i'm a big fan of all the green lantern cartoon movies i loved it oh yeah i I mean obviously firefly i didn't know i didn't know firefly existed until i watched serenity and i was like oh there's a tv show before this let's go watch that and fell in love with that i was like what the heck why didn't this go two seasons He's I, also, I didn't understand.
0: He's also the voice of Cade Six in the uh, Destiny video games. That's right. Um, and, and he's oh, actually the go. only character that anyone cares about. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we go into final thoughts though, Nick, tell us a little bit about what you got going on in your life, and then we're gonna, you know, we'll cut in your, your trailer.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, right now we are in pre-production for my movie called Preemptive Strike Beyond Sight. Uh, it's going to be a big, actually, epic kind of blockbuster movie. It'll probably be released blockbuster slash streaming, depending on the distribution deal that we get. But it's it's going to be a new type of superhero movie, but with a lot of familiarity to it. Uh, so thank Rocky for. Meets the Avengers.
1: Nice. Mash
2: them together. (laughs) Uh, But it's going to be in the UFC world instead of the boxing world because I don't think uh, MMA fighters get enough love. So uh, I'm going to, (laughs) yeah. And uh, we actually just got a connection to the UFC. So we're we're hoping to get them to sponsor the movie, which would be great. Awesome. Uh, And then it's just going to, we're going after uh, Shamar Moore, another big TV star. By the way, uh, as one of the lead actors, uh, and then uh, I'll be another one of the leads in this movie. You know, I, I wrote it, so yeah, I'm going to be a lead in it. That's right, <laughs> Save yourself a little bit of money, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, come. On. I'm not going to save money. I want to pay myself. Oh, money. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, go check that out on YouTube. They're going to show the, the trailer here in just a minute. And it's just a teaser. It, you will be wanting more after this. Uh, we should be hoping to release it probably around May-ish, May 6th of 2022.
1: Right on. So let's go ahead and watch that trailer, guys.
2: Sometimes you have to take a chance. Sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith. My way, my rules. It's like you can see what's coming. Look your opponent in the eye. From what I've heard,
1: Gabe has got to be the most anticipated fighter we've ever seen.
2: I'm not sold. He doesn't have the
1: experience. Sure. No, buddy. He cannot do this.
0: You're too old. This could potentially kill you.
2: If anyone can do this, shoot. I know the odds are against me, but I can't ignore this feeling. pounds! I've never seen someone move that fast.
1: Wow, guys, that was a great trailer. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited. excited. Yeah, it's gonna be good stuff. That uh, that no that that first
0: scene when he's throwing the punch, like that that was freaking clever. I like that actually.
2: <laughs> thank Ryan? you, thank you. That was actually um, uh, I just the way I thought about these kind of superpowers. I'm like, I've got to do something different, you know. And the way I wrote this superhero, and there's not just it's not just me in the movie. There's more than one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a total of seven actually. Uh, so the way I wrote it is. Say my character, or Gabe is his name, say my character went up against the Flash. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever he, when Gabe accesses his full power and Flash is moving at the speed of light, whenever Gabe accesses, Flash is actually standing still. And so it doesn't matter who he's going against. When he activates his power, he's moving faster than the other person.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm, like, super excited for this, man. So uh, good luck for the movie on that. And, uh, yeah, we're super excited. And we'll be uh, putting all the information for the trailer that you guys just saw right here in the comments. So you guys can go watch it. And go out and go find it, man. It's going to be good stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. We're excited. Final round. Fight.
0: All right. So, final thoughts. Um, what can I say that I haven't already said? It, like, bumbled in the worst articulation of my podcasting <laughs> I, career. I, honestly, I'm just
2: saying. Like, he's still winning, but you, you're right there, man. That last con- <laughs> that last one was good. You're right there, so don't don't lose it now. Yeah, right. Um, I'm a big Disney fan, so if you want to hit on that, go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So. Why, as an actor, do you want to, to start in film and, and ideally stay in film? You don't have to stay in film, but I think by being an actor for film, uh, first of all, uh, once you get your foot in the door and you're really going, you're probably going to get paid more. Uh, second of all, it keeps all the other doors open for you to, you know, for for movies, for TV shows. Um, and and for, for being able to develop new and interesting characters. Maybe you want to be a villain. Maybe you want to be the hero. Maybe you want to be uh, you know, a side character or a, a supporting character. Like there are different reasons why you might want to be a, a different role. By getting in and sticking with film, you get a lot more of that diversity. You have a lot more options for that diversity because you have more time to go out and work.
1: That was a good point. Yeah, that is a really good point. Uh, he's he's tired with you. <laughs> well, going back to this with the TV stuff, um, as a fan of watching TV, I'm able to see a story expand and be excited for the following season and know that depending on the series, especially now in the way TVs work, that you're going to have a showrunner who's going to kind of guide things through. So think Stephen Moffat for Doctor, or for, uh, Doctor Who and things like that. Um, you will have a showrunner that keeps things going, and no matter who the director is for that episode, you're going to have them kind of keep everything in line. Where you might have a director roll in who's going to have a little bit different vision. Uh, as an example, you watch The Flash or Supergirl, the showrunner for that show will make sure to keep Kevin Smith in line and it's not all dialogue and dick jokes, right? For The Flash. You're going to have that as a actor in a, or as a fan of watching TV. As an actor, you get to have the ability of creating that character as your own, right? So think of, again, uh, let's go with Stephen Moffat as the showrunner uh, on a show of his with Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays Sherlock Holmes, which is probably one of the most commonly played people in all of movies, very rarely on TV as a TV series. And he is Sherlock Holmes. He creates he's created kind of the ideal perfect of example of what Sherlock Holmes is. And even that, that's only three episodes or three seasons. Three three yeah, three seasons. And it's like I think it's eight episodes, nine episodes, a season for that run that they did for the Sherlock Holmes thing on the BBC. WandaVision, another great example, uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen has created what we know to be Wanda. Uh from now till whenever they decide to make something else and she didn't have that ability to do that in a movie she did little bits in there but she was kind of like a whiny kid and they didn't really give her a lot of great character work in there WandaVision gave her that as a tv series not in a movie
2: okay okay I've made up my mind already
1: eh? (laughs) all right Nick well hit it what is it
2: (laughs) Okay, you go. You both give great points, and um, I, I'm gonna I'm literally giving it to one side because of a certain terminology that was used. Uh, because one one side used terminology that the other side didn't. That actually is in the industry. So, okay. Sorry, movies. Sorry, movies. I'm gonna <laughs> give it to the TV side
1: because he actually.
2: He actually used the term showrunner. that's something we use all, all the time. Because <laughs> that's the guy that's like taking care of it and moving it forward. Um, also like on the TV side, you have so much more opportunity not just in acting but like I don't know if you guys are familiar with Smallville and mm-hmm. all these other CW TV shows but you know those actors will actually be directors of certain episodes and they do that to give them that experience. Like, yep. but you won't, you can't do that on a movie. <laughs> you, you, uh, you say, Hey, coming to direct? Hey, can I direct this, this day? And he's like, w- no, you're fired. You know? <laughs> you know, So you can't do that. There's a lot more versatility on a TV show. Like you've made a good point on the movie side, when it says you have a lot more ability to play many different types of characters uh, in one movie to the next movie. I agree with that. You do. But in a TV show, you can actually take one character and make so many different changes within a season to however many seasons it goes that you're like, when you go back and watch that TV show over, you're like, oh my gosh, that's a different person than what he ended up being. You know, and so you, you have these like hills and valleys that you can go through in a TV show. You don't necessarily have that amount of time to do it in a movie unless it's a saga of some sort, like Lord of the Rings or Avengers or or something like that to where they can actually give you that aspect. So there are good and, 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 you know pros and cons for each side but i'm i'm literally giving it to the tv side because he used the term showrunner so, yeah.
0: you and your lingo brian well, you know
1: if you're gonna know something
2: you better know research. terminology. i'll
1: tell you right now no matter what the job is out there if you know the terminology even if you're wrong you'll always sound smarter than somebody that doesn't so you're
2: right you're right You're so right. I just got through making uh, an updated pitch deck for my movie, and oh my gosh, like I had to write what we call ROI's Mm -hmm. in it, which is return on investment. And so I had to learn, like you know, uh, similar movies to my movie or what inspired my movie, and I had to learn their budget, their uh, domestic box office, their worldwide box office, and what their percentage was on their ROI. And I'm like, you know, Rocky made I think thirty thousand percent return.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 30,000 It was, it was budgeted
2: at 1 million And it's still making Over 300 million Right now I think it's at 327 million right now. Dang Yeah Like What the And even though The Avengers Was that good it, The Avengers I think was budgeted 220 million And it made 1.5 billion But it still wasn't The gap That yeah. was rocky
1: Oh yeah uh, Even it's, like it's the, the top grossing movie Of all time right now Which is Endgame uh, Yeah you look at that, and it, it it's over. I think it's over two billion at this point, and it's uh, a two point nine billion. Yeah, so almost three billion. But it took a seven hundred million dollars or something like that to make. Yeah, astronauts. and that's a, before marketing and everything else. I still haven't seen it. So, what? You Who said that? Pat. Who
2: said that? <laughs> I've never seen You're Rocky. Out. Oh my gosh, I've seen it like eight times. It's so good. <laughs> oh, I get welled up whenever Cap picks. Oh, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert.
1: Oh, it's plenty of time. Yeah, he's had time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when Cap grabs the freaking hammer, man. Oh, and, yeah. oh my God. Like, I was, <gasps> I was in the theater, like, I feel it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was so man, good. I was too. I was too, man. <laughs> oh, I like man. that they
2: put a non a, a non fit superhero out there finally. Uh, oh yeah, you know, with Thor, I I, thought, I was like that was way overdue. Like they, <laughs> you know, these guys really do a lot of good work when it comes to getting fit for that type of character, and they they really looked the part. But I'm glad they went that direction with him. That was
1: yeah, Thor Bowski was awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I went to a Dallas Fan Expo, I think the year after that, and <laughs> I saw a guy dressed in his like it was Thor with the beard, and he had his sweats on, he had the belly on, and everything. Yep. I was like, that's genius. <laughs> And he was carried around Stormbreaker or whatever. Yeah, Stormbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was great. So it's just very, very creative. I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Nick, for coming out to help us with this. This was definitely a fun one. Uh, yeah, bro. Definitely had a lot of great interaction with you and things like that. And guys, go and catch his movie again. Find the trailer for his movie right here in the comments and. Uh, or if you're on listening to us as the podcast, you'll see it in the comments there. Or hit us up on B Hero Media. We'll post the trailer on our website as well. So yep.
2: I'm also on Instagram. Uh, so at the Nicholas Rice, and my uh, trailer link should be in the description. Well, there you go.
1: So hit Nicholas up on the, the Instagram right there, and uh, you'll be able to see his trailer and everything right there. It's gonna be. I'm super excited to see this movie, guys. Like you don't even understand. Superhero stuff is where I'm all about. So this is super exciting for me, and I love MMA. Stuff. Stuff, uh, if you don't know, oh, Nick, uh, I'm a professional wrestler. On my uh, one oh, of my okay. other jobs, so this is uh, I'm all about this. So yeah. it's super exciting for me.
2: I'll keep you updated, bro. Thanks, man. <laughs>
1: uh, well, uh, guys, before we run off, uh, Nick, one more time, go ahead and give us all of your socials and credentials and everything.
2: Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the Nicholas Rice. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at the Nicholas Rice, And if you want to find me, and yes, I do have a TikTok. If you want to find me on TikTok or YouTube, just my full name, Nicholas Andrew Rice, should pop right up. Awesome. Right on,
1: guys. Uh, and if you guys uh, have been listening to this and thinking that we're crazy, that Nick is awesome, and you want to talk about him more in the comments, hit us right there in the comments right here on the YouTube. Or hit us up on our social medias
0: at Facebook.com slash Media. Instagram.com slash
1: media On Twitter at fights And everything that is BeHero at BeHeroMedia.com. That's right. Let us know what you guys want to see in the future. Um,
0: Quick announcement. Coming up very shortly, um, we are going to be starting our tournament. Our next tournament. So the last tournament was a whiskey tournament. You guys were all about
1: that. And that was Um, super long. It was. It, it,
0: it, It overstayed its welcome, but it was fun. So... We're reworking it. The next tournament is who is the best Joker? Eight people have played the Joker. Oh. We're going to do a three-episode <laughs> battle royale to determine who is the best the Joker. Yeah? I know the answer to that. Let's uh, hear it. Is. Who
1: is it? Cesar Romero, it, right?
2: It's Heath Ledger. <laughs> 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 Well, he's definitely he the on mic. the list. I'm sorry. I had to put my two cents in. You're good, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: definitely on the list along with Cesar Romero. Uh, we also have uh, Cameron Monaghan, who played him in Gotham. Uh, we have uh, – uh, <laughs> who else be the other ones on the list? <laughs> we got Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Uh, we have Luke
0: Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, Mark Hamill himself. Mark Hamill. I can't. I can't Jared Leto. I can't remember names today. Uh, Jared <laughs> oh, Leto. I think we're at six. Uh, Zach Galifianakis
1: from uh, Lego Batman. Lego Batman. I think there's one more we're missing, and I'm going to get yelled at in the comments for it.
0: Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I
2: think he yelled in the comments. <laughs> uh, you know your more than likely. Too, uh,
0: but, we lost well, our um, train of thought with that. Joaquin Point is, Phoenix? yes, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin, oh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. And I would say that he, personally, I think he's, because uh, I think you're right, Heath Ledger, but I think he's uh, Joaquin Phoenix is probably in my personal opinion the, like
1: the closest runner up I think those two are kind of the quintessential yeah I can see that but you guys get to find out uh, yeah. so we're gonna have a variety of uh, other friends or other uh, members of the podcasting community and everything else joining us for those so what it's gonna be is it's gonna be a four on four so we'll do a four person battle royale for one episode four person battle royale for the second episode and the winners from both go into the finale episode yep so stay tuned to that that's gonna be coming in about three weeks yep uh, well, three weeks. Now. I don't know.
0: Something like that. Two or three weeks. Pretty soon. Shortly. We'll give you a date next time. <laughs> um, but hit us up again on all of our social medias. We've Run over that a few times. Make sure that you like this video. Subscribe if you haven't. And share it with your friends. We want to entertain as many people as we can.
1: That's right. All right, guys. As you all know, we end this the same way every time. And, Nick, we talked about this earlier. So, as always.
2: Fight on.
1: catch you guys next week. <laughs>